center of the universe and the Thrive15.com World Headquarters. Let's go! Presenting the world's only business school without the BS with optometrist and entrepreneur Dr. Robert Zellner and the Forest Small Business Administration Entrepreneur of the Year in your ear, Clay Clark. It's the Thrive Time Show. Three, two, one. Boom, boom, boom. Guess who's back in your room? It's the Thrive Time Show on your radio. And joined with me today inside the box that rocks, we have two incredible Americans. One who I happy to be, one who I'm happy to be married to. Almost, almost 16 years. We, we near closer to 16 years with each passing day. But first off, first off, batting, batting, batting lead off here. We have a man who has gone from NSU, Northeastern State, uh, Oklahoma, to becoming the tycoon of Tulsa. He is, he is the entrepreneur of entrepreneurs. He's the man who's put his Z, his, the, 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 the Z all over Tulsa, like his name was Zorro. It is Dr. Robert Zellner. Sir, how are you? I am fantastic, and I'm um, so excited that your wife's joining us today. She always adds a little bit of, you know, estrogen to the box that rocks, and sometimes we need a little bit of that. But, uh, it's actually Northeastern State University. Oh, 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 can get confused with NEO, which is a junior college oh. up a little bit farther north in the state. And now we're the proud Riverhawks. The Riverhawks. We were the Redmen, and now we're the Riverhawks. How does it feel? How has how the ch- transition been for you emotionally uh, as you've transitioned? Uh, uh, I'm still trying to get down my Riverhawk call. I don't have it down completely. Uh, uh, is a Riverhawk like a, river a thing? Is a Riverhawk a real thing? Oh, oh, yes, yes. They're, it's a very rare species of hawk, and they live uh, <clears throat> they live by rivers. We have a lot of hawks by us. I'm kind of wondering, do I know if it's a river hawk or not? I mean, it, we don't have a river. We got a creek. It could be a creek hawk. Yeah. It could be a, you could have a creek hawk, or you could have a forest hawk. I mean, you've got like the woods, and now you've got That's like right. all those pine trees you planted. It could be <laughs> like a, a pine hawk. We have a couple thrivers who've begun to tell me that they are now cheering for us. And we had one Ooh. thriver who gave us a tree. And, and if you're listening right now and you feel the need to go to Atwoods or Lowe's and to buy trees, you got to be careful if you're going to come by and drop off a tree, you know, because this is a yeah, thing where yeah. you could beautify Tulsa and help, uh, you know, restore the oxygen levels to where they need to be. People are, t- are tearing down trees in the Amazon Z every day. And the only thing that you could do, the best way for you to make an impact in Tulsa is to come to the Riverwalk to the Thrive15.com world headquarters and to give me a tree. Well, he's reforesting our forest. Yeah, yeah. And he, he's stuck on these pine trees, which is great. I'm really excited. He wants the evergreens. But I'm into the fruit trees. I want them to, like, to give me stuff, you know? I want cherries. I want he just apples. Wants, I, want the, I want stuff from the trees. I want them to make something for me. Clay just wants protection from the outside That's world. Right. I mean, he <laughs> just wants solitude and peace and no prying eyes. I. I tried to get that drone through all those pine trees the other day, and that's going to take. I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to up my drone flying skills. I'm just telling you right now, it's going to be tough. Yeah, I, I will tell you this: some of, some of the pine trees we're planting can grow up to be 60 feet, 80 feet. So I will tell you what: I am excited about the reforestation that's going on. I'm also excited about today's show. Today's show is it's fun because it's, today's show is going to be kind of a unusual. Uh, style. So unusual to have a show <laughs> by anyone. Today. It's not unusual to be. So anyway, so we're gonna do is we're gonna do a two-parter today. So part number one, okay, is we're gonna be talking about how to get stuff done. The high art of getting Ooh, stuff done. Like a ninja? Yeah, yes, like a ninja. Now part two, hour number two, we're gonna be getting into basically planning out your financial future for your business. So it's kind of a part one, part two. Let's get into part one Z. Here we go. This is the art of of getting stuff done. Because in a perfect world, we would have no distractions. Wait, time out, time oh, out, yeah, time true. out. Yeah. It's been a while 
since you have made the Baked Bean Challenge. And I know you've given out several books because of this. I have given out, up to date, four books to the Thrive Nation. And that, that should be a lot higher. We, we expect it, should a, be, it should be a lot higher. I think people are, are afraid. They're intimidated. Take, intimidated. They're intimidated to take the Baked Bean cha- Challenge. So now it's, it's lunchtime. I'm in my car. I'm getting ready to drive to lunch. I kicked on the show. Uh, throw that back out there once again, because I don't think people understand the the benefit, one, of your book, which is awesome, and then two, you know, the challenge that is inherent in the Baked Bean Challenge. Well, what happens is, is that you, you have to decide right now, do you want to have a great lunch? I mean, it's around the noontime. Do you want to have a great lunch, or do you want to have a, an okay lunch? Now, we full, full transparency, we're very transparent on the show here. Um, I love Oklahoma Joe's Baked Beans, and they happen to be a sponsor, but I am obsessed with them. And they've won, the, they've won these records for the world's best baked beans. And my wife over here, she yeah. won't touch the beans. Right? Is this right? Well, I feel bad saying that. I'm, I, I'm not trying to be difficult. I just... She's trying to be difficult. <laughs> so if you're somebody who doesn't like meat... Yeah, it's, it's, I'm not against their baked beans. I'm against like all baked beans unless they're a vegetarian. So this is not know, a shameless beans. plug yeah. where it's yeah. a deal where like <laughs> I, I'm just saying things. I mean, she won't eat the baked beans. And if you're listening right now and you're somebody who doesn't appreciate the baked beans at all or any type of meat product, then you need to just go and go get eat a piece some, of pie. Just go get <laughs> some grass. Go get some grass. Go get some kale. Do that whole thing. Meet my wife at Whole Foods. Get the kale. But for those of you who love uh, food, you're, you're, you're carnivores and you love meat and you love baked beans, you love barbecue, if, if you love baked beans, you love barbecue, and you love meat, then you've got to cha- you you accept the challenge. you got to get on, get on over there to Oklahoma Joe's and buy yourself those baked beans. And you will try those baked beans, and you will discover that they are, in fact, the world's best be- baked beans. But if for some reason you believe they are not the world's best baked oh, beans... here we go. I can't here we go. saying the world's best baked beans. There's you, some sort you, of... Punch to it. There is a kind of a punch to it, kind of a nutty bite. You can head on over here to the Riverwalk and you can tell me, and I will, first off, I'll call you a liar, and then I will give you a copy of my book, Thrive. Now, if they are the the world's best baked beans, you can also drive over here to the Riverwalk, and I will also give you a high five now. I will not question your honesty and your integrity, but I will give you a high five and I will give you a copy of my book. It sounds like a win-win challenge. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know for sure, but it sure sounds like a win. You get you what one, you get great baked beans. Oh, while you're there, get the burnt ends. By the way, it's like meat candy, uh, and you don't have to be just a carnivore. You can be an omnivore. You know, Ooh. you can like you can like. Uh, Vegetables Variety. and meat. So just throwing that out there. Didn't want to get all scientific on you. Not but, to one uh, up you, but you could also be a herbivore, right? Which means you wouldn't want meat at all, right? I mean, just well, for naming all the different kind of ores. Well, then you would, yeah, but then you wouldn't want to go to Oklahoma beans, Jones. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I just heard. trying to name off all the vores to show that I do know all the vores. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now here's the deal. Thrivers, college was not wasted on me, okay? I've learned about papyrus. I know about carnivores and omnivores and herbivores and uh, what, what kind of... Cl- tigers and Euphrates. Yeah, the tigers and Euphrates. Broadcasting live from the center of the universe, you're listening to the Thrive Time Show. Stratus clouds and cumulus clouds. and Anyway, so we're talking today about stuff that does matter, the practical education. We're talking about the high art of getting things done. So in a perfect world, Z, if you'll go there with me to a perfect world. Okay, I'm there. You would have no... Planet Claytron. You I would have... It now. I wish no. everyone could see his face. He's, he's kind of in a really zen place. I mean... Mm, pine <laughs> trees everywhere. Walls no to keep people out of the distractions. No distractions. Interrupting us when we're trying to get things done. No. However, we are now in a world filled with text messages. Text messages. Uh, emails. Email. Uh, voicemails. Voicemails. Uh, mail. Just my letter mail. 
and females. Mr. Mailman, get that mail out of here. Males and females. Mr. Mailman, get that mail. Social media updates, people's emotions, distractions. And so how in the world do the most productive people get so much done when everybody else just seems to be treading water? How is this possible, Z? How is it possible? It's not. It's not. It's just luck. Some days you just get lucky and you get something done. And some days you just go, oh, well, mm, darn it. Didn't get anything done today. I'm going to read a highbrow article from Psychology Today. And I'm going to read it in kind of an oh, epic, gosh. kind of a professor, kind of a professorial voice. So here oh, we go. Oh, you're going to go, well, okay, now we're going to get all mm, highbrow. Highbrow. Yeah, okay. Here it is. Get those brows high. Magazine. All right, here we go. So here we go. Imagine that after a routine medical exam, your doctor delivers some devastating news. I've got some devastating news to deliver. Since your last checkup, your cognitive performance has plummeted. Oh, you're, you're not thinking very clearly or something like that. Plummeted. It went lower. Okay, common man. Your ability to connect with others has eroded. You can no longer connect. And your memory for everyday events is no longer operating as it once did. I cannot remember what I'm supposed to tell you right now. As it turns out, there is a cure. And it no. won't cost you a penny. No. Uh, the treatment is simple. Yes, yes. All yes, that's yes, required yes. is that you put away your smartphone. What? <laughs> what? So psychology today, they do these studies. And what they're finding is the average person is getting over 70 data points a day that come to you that you did not ask for. So as an example, a text message. How many of you is how many of you listening right now? How many of you received at least 10 text messages today? How many of you received at least 10 missed calls today? What about 10 Facebook updates? What about 10 emails? All of a sudden, you're getting into 70, man. You know what happened to me? I was just getting out of my car and walking into the studio and my my phone started making this obnoxious noise. <laughs> It was an amber alert. Oh, wow. I guess I've got that. I don't I maybe need to turn that off or something. It was kind of like, oh, man, that was annoying. Got my attention. And I guess a couple of kids got. I, I think that's the point of it. It's try, trying to yeah. annoy you enough to get your attention to oh, find it those did. kids. It worked. It worked. To I be tell you aware. What. Yeah. Now, for those of you yeah. who are offended by that example, I'm going to break this down here for you. An amber alert is, let's say it's a, it's a serious thing. Okay. And let's say that like a Facebook update someone's trying to get you is a serious thing. And then yeah. the email that they need is a serious thing. And what happens is, is the most successful people are purposeful about designing the life they want. And so I am going to um, challenge you today more than you've probably ever been challenged on this show to design the life you want. So step number one is you want to understand that your brain is a great problem solving tool, but a very bad storage device. It's a great problem-solving tool, but a very bad storage device, unless you're talking about my wife's brain, because she can remember anything ever. My memory is awesome, Clay. There's only one problem with it. What's that? It just doesn't last very long. But it's <laughs> really, really good. When it's, it's really good in the moment. When you're in boom. the moment, I mean, I'm, you can boom, remember. I'm on, you know I'm where you it. are. I'm now, here's, here's the deal, okay? Um, Napoleon Hill, the best-selling author of Think and Grow Rich, he wrote this. He said, an educated man is not necessarily one who has an abundance of general or specialized knowledge. An educated man is one who has so developed the faculties of his mind that he may acquire anything he wants or its equivalent without violating the rights of others. So, Vanessa, I want to ask you this. Okay. When we went to college yep. at Oral Roberts University, they would assign something like, hey, read chapter one through two, yes. and we're going to have a test tomorrow, and you need to memorize ABC. Yep. Why is that easy for you? Uh, I think when I'm reading something, first I would do the reading, Okay. And I, I guess I'm digesting. I'm understanding what I'm reading. I guess it makes it so then later it just, I, I don't know. I just remember it. Why is it impossibly hard for me? 
I don't know. I, I know your brain, so I know you uh, You read to understand, so you're understanding what you're reading, but the part I can't get is why you can't recall it. Sam, the man, Sam, the producer. I know why. I know why. I know why. Why is that? Because you you have to be able to apply something, and if you can't apply it in that moment, it doesn't make sense to you, and so you dismiss it. Even so though you understand it, you dismiss it if you can't apply it. So here's the deal. Albert Einstein, they thought he was retarded. They thought the school system thought Thomas Edison was a moron. I mean, I'm not kidding. These people were accused of being dumb. Henry Ford, people thought he was dumb. So how is it possible that the every time you run into somebody who's like at the top of industry or the top of success, these people, if you said, I need you to list off the addresses of all the rental properties you own. I need you to list off the employee identification number of your businesses. I need you to list off the phone numbers of your employees. Almost universally, they all go, I have no idea. But what they do know is how to make copious amounts of money. But it seems like the ability to memorize things that is so prized in formal education, mm -hmm. Z, doesn't at all translate over into the world of business where memorization really doesn't matter. I think I know why. I think there's something wrong with your synapses. You probably have some tar or maybe some gummy kind of object that's blocking your synapses. And this is just, you know, I'm not like a, like a brain doctor, but you know, I'm just thinking... Just thinking, I'm just pitballing. I probably picked a bad week to quit smoking copious amounts of marijuana. I'm just, I'm, <laughs> I'm just, uh, I love, I love the airplane. I love your airplane analogies. But um, I mean, that's not scientific. I haven't like opened up your head and like looked in at your synapses. But uh, it's hollow in here. I mean, I'd be willing to, you know, get in there. Sam, you got a saw? Got to dig around. When we come back. We're gonna get more into how the art of getting things done. Stay tuned. ThriveTimeShow.com. Newt Wright. I am uh, from Tulsa, Oklahoma, and I'm with Farmers Insurance. I heard it uh, through my uh, mentor and coach, uh, Clay Stairs. I've learned uh, so far um, the different uh, systems to uh, implement in my business and how um, systems um, that are scripted can uh, really be repeatable and uh, uh, learned by anybody. I would describe the overall uh, Thrive uh, workshop as uh, an excellent uh, experience uh, with the knowledge that Clay possesses and the ability to uh, interact during the workshop uh, to where um, we'll be able to uh, take it back to our business and be able to implement it. It is a different world uh, than um, anything that you've probably experienced. It's it's upbeat, it's, uh, it has a different energy um, that really is um, contagious and uh, it, it's just an experience that has to be uh, uh, witnessed. Clay's uh, teaching style is uh, one of humor and, uh, and knowledge. Um, he, he really likes to uh, um, state um, the facts that in, and where he um, obtains those facts and he gives uh, examples throughout of, of where it has worked um, in different businesses and, uh, and, the, and how he's implemented them and they've uh, become tried and true. The interaction uh, level is uh, it's just you're able to uh, you're very engaged uh, with him. He, he brings you into the, uh, the, the teachings and it's it's where it's almost like you're the only one there that he's teaching. You're missing the systems. It's ideas that aren't new, but uh, it's the ways to uh, to impl implement them into your your business. Um, 
it's he just puts it in a way that you feel like you can be confident coming out of here and knowing that you're going to be able to um, accomplish whatever you'd like to accomplish um, in your business. Clay doesn't try to upsell anything. He's uh, you can by the end of it you believe that uh, he is really just trying to help you grow your business. You feel like he is part of your business because that's his main goal is to uh, help you out and that's kind of how you kind of what you take away from this uh, workshop is someone that is really trying to make your um, goals uh, a reality. It's I would recommend it because it's just a unique um, experience and, and one that you really feel like you're going to uh, gain something out of it. You, it's going to help you um, reach your goals. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just reading oh. the lyrics here to Bruno Mars songs, trying to make sense of it. And I'm telling you what, to me, Z, you know, you know what oh yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah means? Oh yeah, it means oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That is that is that is what my mind thinks of when I see you walk in to the dojo of Mojo preparing for every radio show. When you when you get out of that Porsche of, of awesomeness Ooh. and the and when the and when the prince of, of, of just microphone magic gets out of that Porsche of glory <laughs> and he walks in there. I just hear, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And then all of a it's sudden, theme you, music. it's unbelievable. I mean, it's, it's, it's it just your fills your cranium. Song. It does. It fills my cranium. And today what we're talking about is a subject that so many people have emailed us and text us about. It's how do you get stuff? How do you get so much stuff done? Because in a perfect world, you know, we would have no distractions. We'd have no interruptions. We would have no social media updates, no people's emotions, no endless distractions, people constantly pushing away. You know, you went to the conference, you've gone to a, a big event, you've read the big book, you watched the movie, you're now inspired, you have these big goals, but you're not getting anything done. And so we're talking today about the high art, the art of getting things done. Now, step number one is you have to understand that your brain is a great problem-solving tool, but a bad storage device. So write things down save things, quit trying to memorize everything. Now, step two is in order to think clearly and to get stuff done, you must have a trusted collection bucket or a system to keep your ideas that is outside of your brain. Okay, so Z, I'm going to ask you how you do it. Okay, so you have an idea, let's say, to um, your new your newest uh, expansion, your optometry clinic there yes, off yes, of Harvard. Yes, yes, yes. Um, can you describe how it looks to the Thrive Nation? How does it look? Well, what happened was... <clears throat> Excuse me, I've got this little cough I can't shake. Hang in there, Tiger. I am. I'm hanging in there. Sorry, folks, if I cough in your ear. I, I was offended. I, I, apologize, <laughs> I apologize up front because every time I do it, Sam over there gives me skunk eyes. like my art producer. This show's ridiculous. <laughs> every time he's on, he coughs. Quit coughing, you Stop idiot. it. Well, what happened was is that when you get busy in life, when you get busy in your, in your job, and when your business is growing, you can say one of two things. I can kind of, okay, that's big enough. I'm going to limit it. Or you can say to yourself, wait a second. How can I see more patients? How can I do more? How can I grow it? And so one of the projects I started a couple, three years ago, that I, I was going to tear down a building and rebuild a new building. And that's, you know, there's a lot of steps in that. Well, one, you got to tear it down, and two, you got to build it back. I mean, those are two <laughs> yeah, steps right yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. You got to tear it down and build up. But then I was going to build a bigger building and move a few of my other businesses in it. Mm. So I got architectural plans. I was getting permits. I had bought a business next to me so I could have the space to do it. 
And then lo and behold, the business or the building next to me came for sale. Lo and, and a, behold. It was a four-story uh, red brick building. And I thought, hmm, I could maybe just put all my businesses in there. Let me, let me check this out. So we went over there, and sure enough, uh, won't bore you with all the details, bought it, cleared out a floor, and built what I thought was a super swanky. It kind of is a super swanky office. I, I could double the size of it, basically. We can offer more frames. We can have more exam What rooms. does it look like in there? It looks like, mm, kind of like, um, you know, if you were to walk into like a... I imagine it isn't like industrial, but I don't know. Mm, it's more like there's... Was that an angel that went by? Is this, is this heaven? Did I, did I? Is it minimalist? Is it, is it, is it rustic? I just love how he describes it as heaven. That's how every business owner, you know, when they get their first building and it's heaven. It's your business heaven. It really is. It's really cool. It's kind of industrial chic. It's got some really cool colors. I went with uh, kind of an, uh, the, uh, the fixtures are espresso. Uh, so all of you out there, uh, <laughs> espresso is the new in color I found out. And, um, and then I did an accent color of this kind of uh, aqua. Kind of like an yeah, Aquaman, yeah. like so if you, you were like a Miami Dolphin Aqua. So you had this vision in your mind of what it's going to look like. And then Vanessa yes. over here had a, a vision for what she wanted her kitchen to look like, right? Yes, yes. yes. So Vanessa, I want to ask you, how do you, what is the way, I mean, how, how do you, because you have a lot going on. You're obviously a mom of five, or, or, or five kids. You obviously help with a lot of the accounting. There's so many different hats you wear. We've got uh, video shoots we schedule for the Thrivers and photography shoots and commercial shoots and radio shoots and podcast shoots. You schedule all that stuff. How do you remember it all? Where do you keep your big to-do list? So, uh, you know, you, you know, uh, put items on my to-do list. I add items to my own to-do list. Um, people who are constantly adding to my list, so I check it every day and kind of see what's new, what needs to be done. And then I look at what is top priority, must be done like this minute, and then the rest that can be done later on that day. So I just check it every day. And, I mean, what we actually use is an Excel sheet. And so it's constantly changing and just being added to. I also put, if there's some family things that are out of the ordinary, I'll put it on there. Otherwise, if they're re- weekly occurring in my schedule, like taking the kids to lessons, I, I have that like memorized, I guess. You know, that's my mom, my mom hat. You just kind of know and take them. Well, planning uh, our son's big birthday party. We got to get the water slide. Got to get the homies over there. Got to get the cake. We got all these things we have to do. And I'm just telling you this. I don't want to be a bad dad, but I would forget major things if I don't put it on the to-do list. And Z, I will t- Z do you know why? Because I've coached with hundreds of clients. D- do you know why, why it is why most people don't try to use a to-do list or some kind of bucket to dump their ideas in and why they're trying to memorize things? Do you know why that is? Because they don't know any better? Because that's what they've been taught? Because that's, that's what, what really taught. smart people do, they think? Yes, that's the idea. They think that smart people have it all memorized. And I'll give you an example. There was one thriver, and you, you probably remember this situation, but all there right. was a thriver who had asked you um, what kind of insurances that you, t- you, do you take? Or how do you, so something about the, what, what insurances do you take over there at the uh, Robert Zellner Associates? And your response to that was what? I don't know. And they're, they're going. But I know somebody who does know, call yeah. this person, ask for this person. And the day I have to know all that, I'm going to fire somebody. And I will tell you what, with the one thing that frustrated. Did that sound mean? No, that no, this is mean? true. Back in the day when uh, Rockefeller had to go to court for the monopolies that he was creating, um, he frustrated attorneys endlessly because they said, Mr. Rockefeller, do you own such and such LLC? And he says, I don't know. And they're like, um, did you order yada yada? And he says, I don't recall. And they're going, okay, do you own this subsidy of that company? I'm not sure. 
And he, and he honestly did not know. And the issue was is that it, when he grew the company, um, he was if you took uh, Bill Gates's net worth and you multiply that times twenty, yeah, that's what his net worth would be. He'd be the wealthiest man in the world times a factor of twenty. And you just can't build something that big and be focused on the myopic details of trying to memorize everything. So what, what advice, what encouragement, Z, would you give to the Thriver out there who's pri- prided themselves on memorizing everything forever? What advice would you give to them? Well, you know, congratulations. And the problem is you probably don't even remember what you don't remember that you're supposed to remember. I would challenge you that if you want to be an entrepreneur, if you want to start and grow your business, and we know a lot of you listening to the show want to, right? Want to. If you don't have a to-do list, make one today. That's the challenge I'm going to give you. Get out a piece of paper. What? A piece of paper? Do people still use paper? Yes, paper. And you can use... I, I, I'm i like Clay. Clay likes to write in a little small font yep. that nobody else can read, and he's got to have these decoder glasses to even see what he wrote <laughs> himself. Did I buy from Dr. Robert Zell and Associates? Yeah, exactly. You know, But I used to have my little to-do list, and it was a thing, and what was fun was checking stuff off of it. That was really cool. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's almost an inappropriate endorphin rush that I feel that I can't... Mm. Which is, this is a, a family show. I can't, I can't relate to... The experience of crossing stuff off. I can't say what it really relates to. It's, All I can it's say is relatable, really. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's an endorphin rush. <laughs> it's a climactic experience. All I'll say. Now, when we come back, we're going to be teaching you more about how to get stuff done. But during the break, go to thrivetimeshow.com and check it out. Go to thrivetimeshow.com. Click on the conferences button and reserve your seats for our next in-person workshop. It's a game changer. Check it out. Thrivetimeshow.com. My name is Nikki Warren and I'm from Tulsa, Oklahoma. The name of my business is The Mocha Butterfly and I'm a fashion designer. I heard about the Thrive Time Business Workshops through a dear friend of mine and I got a chance to meet with Clay and Dr. Z and uh, as I talked to them a little bit more, uh, I loved what they were doing and it just made me, you know, more intrigued because I really wanted to grow my business. Well, what I've learned is that uh, for for my business in particular, uh, marketing is needing to be you know get it. I need to step it up a lot more, and and the uh, just focusing in on some key things to get that really going is going to really get me where I want to go with my goals. I think it's fun. It's a fun atmosphere, uh, which most business oriented. You know, I'm an artistic you know artsy person and I tend to lose interest very quickly if I don't have something to keep me engaged and you know the humor the real life experience um, and the casualness of it is just really engaging for me and it's just very relatable and so for me I am having a, a, a ball like I was so excited to come yesterday I was had I had butterflies literally <laughs> butterflies in my stomach and uh, I'm just really excited to be here well uh, it's an interesting place it's got a lot of uh, words of affirmation and quotes and things like that very positive environment um, the people here are very nice and friendly and I love the way the uh, room is set up it's very open space type of a uh, model and um, like I said it's it's a it's more of a casual environment it's not stuffy and professional you know like it's professional but it's not stuffy professional there is a difference and so it's very warm and inviting here love the teaching style love the presentation uh, very organized and easy to follow um, and like I said, the real life experience and the humor just adds that much more to it. I know people who go to different workshops and 
you know, I, I don't, I'm not sure if they're grasping all of what's being presented there, but I am almost 100% sure that if they come to a workshop like this one, they will get some great golden information that's gonna help them meet their goals if they're willing to apply what they hear. There's no upselling here, um, which uh, that wasn't really a big concern for me, but if, we're, if I were talking to someone who's very concerned about upselling, I would tell them that they have no worries here and that, like I, you know, I think that this uh, environment is very relaxed, inviting, warm, and engaging. And so even it, it does actually makes you wonder, like, what else, what else is there? I won't lie about that. Uh, so it's kind of more of an independent intrigue rather than someone pushing you into the intrigue of what else is offered. Um, I recommend coming to this workshop because it is um, intimate, an intimate setting, uh, great people. I've met some really cool people doing some cool businesses and the teaching style and the presentation is awesome. Thrive Time Show on your radio. One, two, three, here we go. My name is Clay Clark. I'm the former SBA Entrepreneur of the Year. And to my left, to your right there, if you're listening at home but facing us, which would be a weird thing, but you could do it. You could do it. We have DJ Jazzy Z. Woo! DJ Jazzy Z. It's Dr. I like the like music back DJ in the day. DJ Zellner right there. This guy, I'm telling you what, he missed his calling. You know, you might say, well, that guy's been a successful optometrist. And I would say, loser. Because he, he secretly wanted to be a disc jockey. And whenever I would go creep into his business, my wife worked there as the front desk person and then as one of the uh, test prepper people. Um, when I would, you know, go in there, I, 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 he wouldn't make eye contact with me. He, did, he kind of um, wouldn't acknowledge me. He was always seemed kind of very busy. And I realize what it is now that I have studied the human mind so much. I realize he had a yearning and a burning desire to become a disc jockey. And he was experiencing what we would call dissonance because here he wanted to throw his financial success away and to become a DJ and to have an oath of poverty and to become almost like a monk of disc jockeyness. Oh, time out. Pump the brakes. You were a DJ and I think you had what you were doing over 4,000 events a year. And yes. I think you sold that business for yeah, it, seven it, it, figures. It, I don't really hear poverty in the DJ mindset there. Yeah, and I will, hmm. I will tell you is that what I did is I, I made a commitment, an oath of poverty when I decided to become a disc jockey. And then I just lied to myself and broke that oath. <laughs> and that's what I did. Well, apparently you did because you were very successful. And, you know, there's one... There's only one little bitterness I have in my heart. What about, is that bitterness? Because turn it into when bitterness. You had that, when you had that come, you never let me DJ an event. Yeah. And, was, and I was so wanting to do that. I, you, I didn't tell you, but I figured you'd just see it on me, that you would just see the talent that was within me, that you would just sense it being a professional DJ like you were. And I'm... And the fact you never asked me really kind of, you know, I probably put our friendship back a little bit. It did. It did. We're just now working through that. We're just now learning to kind of get things done and to push through the emotional distractions. And today we're talking about the art of getting things done, how to get things done. Because in a perfect world, you know, you everyone would get stuff done. But like this is this is my morning. Z, you tell me if you can relate to my morning. Okay. All right. So Lay I get on. up, I plan out my day. I don't have any emotions in that thing. I get up. I went to work out at 4 a.m., feeling good, you know, fist bump the trainer. Things are going good, right? 
Things I get are going in there, good. take a shower, have my protein shakes. Things are going great. I get to the office now where it's about 5.30 a.m. Things are still good. Then someone says at 5.30 a.m., no kidding, no kidding. Can I grab you just for a second? And I, here it comes. Oh, no. Oh, no. That's and it's this emotional blockage where somebody doesn't want to get something done because of an emotional reason that's just a logical thing. You need to, you know, and it, what we were dealing with was specifically relocating someone's desk from point A to point B because of the logistics. As we're growing, it makes more mm-hmm. sense to mm-hmm. do that. And it's like, yeah, but I kind of like it over here. I just don't want to be over there, you know, because I just, I just, I'm so used to that area. And I'm like, come on, you got to move. And so what happens is these distractions are keeping many thrivers from getting their actions done. And so we're walking you through the six different steps during hour one of the show today. So step number three. I got to hold on a second. Yep. Hold on that. That, I, that. Can I have a minute? The other day, one of my employees, I was walking down the hall and they did the old, can I have a minute? And they were a person of note. They were a supervisor and they were someone that I should give a minute to. But everything about my body said, I don't want to do this. Oh, oh, it was just, it was just all I could do. And I looked at them and I had to be somewhere and I had my bag and I was getting ready to walk out the door and they did the, hey, can I have it? And I was like, yes. And I did and you know, and I did it, but it was, it was challenging. You know, I want to dedicate this song to you and that person here, Can We Talk by Tevin Campbell. Can We Talk. That's, that's you heard this song? Just, See, this is a great song. This is, here we go. I'm doing a little dance. I say this together today and then you just walked right by me. I just walked right by me. Here we go. I was building my confidence. Oh yeah. Here we go. Trying not to make eye contact. I see that on you. And I looked over to Z and I said, No. Z. No. Can we? No. Can we talk? No. Oh. Can we talk? Let's talk it out. For a minute, Z. Let's just talk this thing out. I've got hours to talk. I know you're the boss, but I've got a lot of things I want to talk about. You would be on the couch right now. Let's just go. Let's just sit there and... Just a quick minute. Just it's a quick all about minute. communication, baby. Let's I, do it wanna, I mean, it won't take more than an hour. No, no, never does. Can we talk? That's oh, yeah. what. So I'm just telling you, Thrivers, the people are trying to distract you. And so we're talking about the high art of getting things done. Step three, you've got to use a to-do list, one to-do list for your one life where you write down your F6 goals. Now, Sharita has now joined us inside the Box the Rocks. Sharita Bent, business coach, singing phenomenon. So, Sharita, we're looking through the goals here, the faith, the family, the fitness, the finances, the friendships, the fun. Because you're kind of looking through that list here, and you've, you've been around myself. You've, you've witnessed the Zolhan, Dr. Z here in action. Could you maybe describe from your perspective maybe what he does differently than the average person or what you've seen as far as, you know, blocking out time to get done what he needs to get done because you you see it from a, a fresh perspective in my first for my opinion yeah definitely um first of all i'm glad to be here with you guys i love, your, <laughs> recon- oh, love yeah. your reconciliation your song dedications it's so heartwarming i'm glad to be in Can here with we, you guys. we really have a bromance going on you I can't know. really tell but oh, i know i he's love a, it he's a tough man to love he's I a love tough it. man to love but you do it you do it well well the thing that i notice about both of you all is just um you both are so myopically focused, just like Z was saying, you know, he has his bag, he's ready to go, he's going to the next thing. Um, I feel like he knows what he is doing, he does not want to be distracted from that. You have your, your goals, your agenda, and really just the word myopically focused, no distractions. Like, that's what I noticed. When Z walks in the building, you can see on his face, you can see in his eyes, he has purpose. He knows what he's here to do. He's going to get it done. He's going to bring his best. And then he's off to the races for the next thing, you know? 
You're like I, a prize stallion, Z. You know? I, wow. <laughs> wow. Why the long face? Because I'm a horse. <laughs> he's a good one. He's a good one. He's a good one. Now, here's, here's a notable quotable for all the thrivers. I want you to marinate on this. This comes at you via Napoleon Hill. Also, Jack Welch has said the same statement, so you can either attribute it to Jack Welch or Napoleon Hill, but the point is, control your own destiny or someone else will. That's huge. That's so huge because there's so many times just I'm just thinking of examples today. I mean, just today, somebody sent me a text and said, could I come over tonight and talk? Well, let, let me just walk you through the scenario. This particular situation, I know this conversation's not going to go well. It's about nothing that I can control. It's about decisions this other person has made. And do I want to give up my night? Because I've worked really hard for time freedom. You know, do I want to? And I have to decide that. But if you just say yes by default, see, you're going to drift and drift and you're never going to get ahead. And it's so hard because as an entrepreneur to build a business, you have to kind of say yes a lot when you get started, don't you? Absolutely. But that's one of the... When the skill set said that, that when you go to the next level is learning how to say no, because mm. no sometimes gets a lot more done than yes. And one of the things that's the concept that we're talking about today, you know, we go over in our in-person workshop, which the next one is April 21st and 22nd. You know, people can understand when we talk about the finances uh, in the workshop, they understand a budget. They understand, OK, if I don't tell my money where to go, it's going to just go where it wants to go. So you make a budget. People understand that. They get that concept. You know, we have money. We have money coming in, money coming out. We have bills. But they, the, the concept we're trying to do is budgeting your time, budgeting your day, and planning it with purpose so that it doesn't just happen to you. If you want to build a million-dollar business, you know, Jim Stovall, one of our listeners and a great Tulsa uh, entrepreneur, he wrote a book called The Millionaire Map, where he teaches you how to basically uh, set up certain guardrails to get where you want to go. I would argue that our workshops are kind of like the million-dollar business map. If you want to build a multi-million-dollar business, you want to build a business that's going to provide your financial freedom for both you uh, and your spouse, your family, your kids, that time freedom, that financial freedom. You really owe it to yourself to go to thrivetimeshow.com during the break. Check it out. Read the reviews. Thrivetimeshow.com. My name is O'Neill Bent, and I'm from Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. I first heard about the uh, business workshops through my wife, Sharita Bent, and uh, I learned a lot more from her. And also I got follow-up calls from different members of the organization. Some of the things I've learned uh, about starting my business through Thrive is uh, making sure I'm spending my money on the things I need to spend it on. For instance, uh, like my search engine optimization, uh, my marketing, I'm constantly reviewing the content that I have on my website. And um, that's just a few of the things. The overall experience I've had from the Thrive Time workshop has been uh, wonderful. I love how uh, everything that we learn is practical. It's not based off of book knowledge. It's not based off of uh, someone else's ideas. It's based off things that have actually worked and uh, have been tried and true. When you walk in, I mean, we came into a smell of wood burning. Um, There's a chimney outside, so we walked to the building. And when you get inside, you almost feel like there's like a, I, I don't know if it's, it's like a pub slash club slash work environment. It, it just feels really good. You have music blaring, uh, friendly faces, people saying hello. And then when you sit down in your seat, you have uh, nice, uh, comfortable chairs, a wooden desk to work on, um, and everything looks modern. So it's a, it's a really refreshing feeling. 
Clay's uh, presentation and, and teaching style is very um, efficient, effective. It's also endearing, though, because he's, he's very comical. He'll talk about different things he's been through, um, and they're all very funny. But he also hits the exact points he needs to hit at the right time. Um, you never feel like, man, is he ever going to stop talking? You always want to keep listening. And then when it's bathroom break time, your surprise is already there. So um, I like how he talks about just practical experiences, and uh, it's very enjoyable. The interaction of the workshop is, is mostly uh, Clay will, will give you information that you need to know, but then he also opens it up for questions. So there's always this um, question and response type of situation. And then there's certain things where um, he'll direct you to do things, and it's because he knows that that's the way to go. You might question it, but I highly encourage you just to listen and do. And to jump into a business and think that you know everything is um, the most prideful, arrogant thing you could ever do. But to come here and to speak to someone who's already done this many times, has directed several businesses, and can give you wisdom and, and information, I think it's, it's wonderful. And I think uh, you, you can never do anything on your own. You have to have other people around you to help you. And he's definitely helpful. The experience I've, I've had at coming to the Thrive Time uh, workshops is I was never upsold anything. I mean, I come in, they do exactly what they say they're going to do, and they leave it up to you to follow up and do the work. And uh, I think that's the way it should be. So it's very straightforward, and they do what they say. I recommend that everybody should, should check out Thrive Time Workshop because there's so much knowledge and information there that you can use to help you run your business. And like I said before, I, I don't think you can do anything completely on your own. And when you have so much um, resource and knowledge in one area, you can use all of that and, and get exactly what you need. Oh, see, it's heating up here as we're heading into summertime. Can you crank that up, my friend? Oh, wow. This is DJ Jazzy Jeff. Well, you call me the DJ Jazzy Z, yeah. so I just had to dig this one out of the archives. Here it is. And I just came up with it on the spot, and that's the problem when I don't do enough pre-planning. You know, I do a lot of show prep, but i got to work on those nicknames. But I think it should be DJ Jazzy. That's it, DJ Jazzy. I like that. That is your capital DJ Z, name. Capital Z. Yeah. 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 Capital Z. Yeah. Capital Z. That like could have it. been your DJ name. Ooh. Get a DJ, Jazzy. Is it, too, is it too late to have a DJ name? No, no. You, you, that is your new honor. Henceforth, you will be known <laughs> as DJ Jazzy. Let's do this. Let's have a Thriver out there email us. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. Let's have a contest. Someone, okay. someone out there is going to want you. And now, listen, I was fortunate enough that when my children got married, um, that I, well, my daughter actually, when my daughter got married, I insisted upon Clay personally doing the wedding. And he was gracious enough. He had, he, you know, he had like six billion DJs working for him. He'd grown the company so big, but he was like, okay, I'll do it for you, Z. So he was there and personally did it. How fun would that be? You and I, like, DJ an event. That a would, wedding? That would be fun. A, a wedding? A wedding or a bar mitzvah or a something. I, I don't know. I want to be there. I want to be there whenever you do it. I mean, would I that be fun for uh, someone to like email in and say, listen, I yeah. want you two to DJ my, my wedding? I, I logistically, as long as the Thrivers understand that this this right here, you would take your wedding. There's, it's kind of like 
there's uh, you go to one level, and then above that level, there's another level, and then when you go to that next level, yeah, it's, yeah. it's like Nirvana. It's like the third heaven. <laughs> it's like heaven. Yeah, it's it's. It, I mean, I don't want to be sacrilegious. I guess it's like purgatory, where you're almost in heaven. You're kind of in that decision area. Yeah. You're almost. That's what your wedding would do, and I, I don't know if you would be because you you you're, you would be physically located and spiritually located above your own wedding. Looking down at it, going, it is so awesome down there. If you're okay <laughs> it, to it have a be, meta wedding, it would be fun for to DJ a wedding with you, the two of us. Could you imagine? Let's do. So here's the deal, Thrivers. We will oh do a gosh. meta wedding for you. But here, <laughs> I say one, meta. We one, take one, it to the next a, level. We go above yeah. the normal wedding. But you, you have to email us in a compelling reason why, and we're going to keep talking about it week it. after week until we find the perfect. Until we get the one, that the would per- be fun. <laughs> then we'll film it and we'll put it on the website, and then you guys can enjoy. <laughs> All the trick, all the trickery that we do. Oh boy, and we're gonna have to because the technology's changed since I've like kind of retired. It's like drop the mic. <laughs> I'm probably gonna have to get DJ Eric Herman with DJ Connection to be sort of like our button pusher, kind of like a Paul Schaefer. Oh yeah, Paul you know, Schaefer. Yeah, where yeah. Paul basically is paid to laugh at David Letterman. That was his job is to go, ah, oh, that's great, Dave. That's, oh, that's great. Good. That's awesome. So when we when we have some swing and a miss jokes as we approach the meta level, this person will just kind of go, that's great, Z. Wow, that's a great, wow, wow. I mean, how, but how fun would that be? That'd be fun. I'm I mean, excited, and then and then then my life would be complete. That's one thing on my bucket list I haven't done is is DJ a wedding, and and like I said before, you'd never asked me. And, Can I and tell I you about the last show I did? The yeah. last show I did. This is a yeah. true story. If you're listening right now and you know Dr. Joe Lai, I want you to send him a text right now and say they're talking about you, Dr. Joe Lai. If He's your kids, guy. it's the the one of the uh, the largest uh, orthodontist uh, clinics in Tulsa. If you if you go ahead, if you know Kirkpatrick and Lai, if you know them at all. Send him a text because th- th- he has to know this story. But basically, he was turning 40, you know. And so his uh, his wife says, you know, could you DJ? And I'm like, I'm done. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. I love him. I love you. I love him. I love you. Can you do it? So anyway, they keep kind of raising the ante and the pressure. And, and I love them. They're good people. Some of my original clients from, you know, a decade or more ago. So I find myself at the Mayo Hotel. And I decide if I'm going to be at the Mayo Hotel, I might as well take the party to the next level. Absolutely. So what I started doing is I encouraged the people who were at the party. I said, listen, if you know somebody who's not here, shoot them a text. You know, shoot them a text, shoot, send them a Facebook message, whatever. And that Mayo Hotel, the rooftop, can comfortably have about 150 people up, you know, up there. I'd say so. I'd say so. And so, well, these weddings start ending early because their DJs downstairs were lame. And so a bride comes up kind of looking for something to do with the groom. They're just hanging out. So I said, get all your people up here. Bring them up here. And then another wedding was wrapping up, and they brought their people. And I'm no exaggeration. We ended up having hundreds upon hundreds of people. <laughs> Joe is crowd surfing. And on it just the roof? Kept, on, yeah, the on the roof? rooftop of the Mayo Hotel. And it just goes oh, to the next awesome. level. And it was right. it was awesome. so huge. And finally, the bartender's like, we got to shut this down. And I'm going on the mic, everybody, the bartender thinks we need to shut this down. Do you want to shut this down? They're like, yeah. no. And so there's like 400 people saying, we should not shut this down. You couldn't move. You couldn't get a drink if you wanted to. Yeah. And then when it got to that just insane level where it was time to be done, we just kept pushing. And I don't even remember how it ended. I think we just ended up like going, who's the guy in the Bible who went to heaven in a pillar of fire? He just went to heaven. <laughs> was it Elijah or like yeah. Elisha, Ooh. one of them? Basically, it was like an Elijah, Elisha, whatever moment. We just went, Phew. And then I woke up in my bed. And you woke up in your bed with the with the fire with the fire, a fire a fireman over you carry do oh the dead gosh. man carry you into the house. And yeah. I wasn't soliciting tips, but people kept coming up giving me hundreds, going, "This is awesome!" Because we were yeah. just crowd surfing and and so I ended up making thousands of thousands of dollars it. that night. Just it was a, it was a fun deal. So anyway. Drivers, we got we got to focus on getting stuff done. And today we're talking about how to avoid distractions, like uh, like I just did. Yeah, there we go. To get <laughs> yeah. things done. Well, <laughs> so, and what the emails e- info at thrive15.com, 
And Nominate I'm yourself. If you, if you give us a compelling enough reason, um, we're, we're going to do that. Would be fun. That would that would be a, that a, would be a fun a meta wedding. A fun yes, a fun. And you know, it sounds good now. Of course, when that day approaches, be like, why did we say yes to that? <laughs> I, by the way, I've done some crazy ones, Sharita. You, yeah. I don't know if you know people who do this, but I've done a wedding on a pontoon boat. Love it. Grand Lake. Love nice. it. Nice. Keystone. Love. Nice thing. Done a outdoor deal where it was in Sepulpa, and they had just recently buried a body right near the site where the bride and groom got married. Okay, now we're getting a little weird. Now we're getting a little weird. I'm not kidding. Now we're getting a little weird. I've done a wedding where the bride came in on a horse, and let's just say the bride weighed almost as much as the horse. And the oh. horse. No, and I'm just telling. And she kind of started to fall off the horse. No. And went, no, they. I. These are the. I have done <laughs> these things. So when you talk, when you talk about weddings. See, there's so many crazy scenarios. I don't think you understand what you're signing yourself up for. You're talking about going to Israel and going. I'm, hey, I'm excited. Let's go wave the Israeli flag around I'm the excited. Gaza Strip and see what happens. That's the kind of craziness. You're you're just provoking that sort of activity. Well, and 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 provoking I am. So there it is. It, the gauntlet's been laid out there. So meta wedding. Nominate yourself. Hustle up, buttercup. There you go. (laughs) Info at thrive15.com. Now, the next move, we're talking about getting things done. Step number four is you've got to use one day timer. Now, Lee Cockrell, uh, he's the former executive vice president of Walt Disney World Resorts. He once uh, had 40,000 employees that he managed. He says you either pay now or pay later with just about every decision you make about where and how you spend your time. Sharita, you're a mom. Yes. Uh, You have demands as a mom. Yes, definitely. You have demands in business. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're a wife. You've yeah. got demands. So there's all these different uh, uh, hats you're wearing. Yeah. Um, why is it so important to use one day timer for you and not seven or three? Sure. Well, this is great. Clay and I actually were talking about this, and you kind of helped me work through that, you know, um, some time ago. But I was a multi-notebook person. You know, I had, like, my to-do list for home. I had my to-do list for work. I had, you know, just here's my to-do list for, you know, my goals or my trips or things like that. And so, you know, it it sounded like a great idea, but just over the years I've learned from you, like, you want to pull everything into one place because you're trying to find the notebook that has this in it, and you may not be able to put your hand on it I'm going to tell you, Zia, a confessional here. I remember oh, I before I had the one, one day timer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I was supposed to be somewhere, and I'm going, gosh, I got a lot of time on the Saturday. Ah, oh, it's awesome. Nothing's going on. <laughs> I'm playing a tree. This is great. I mean, this is, this is, I'm serious. This is back in the day before yeah. I had the one day timer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm going, uh, yeah. So what do you want to do? Well, I got a great, and all of a sudden it occurs to me, I'm a wedding DJ. There's probably a wedding I'm supposed to be leaving for right now. No, no. And mm-hmm. I find the super day timer. I get to the wedding. I set up on time. The customer has no idea how stressful it was for me. Yeah. But I'm like, that is it. I've read the books about yeah. having one day timer, but I almost missed somebody's wedding. I'm switching to one day timer. See, that's what I did. Well, you have to. And we all have stories out there If you until you switch to one. I mean, I, I got really smart a few years ago, and I thought, you know, I'm going to these personal assistants. That seems like a good idea. I've never had one. I think I'm going to get one. So I got a personal assistant, you know, and then I try to funnel everything through them, you know. And so my personal assistant had my schedule. Of course, I had my schedule because I had people that still had direct access to me, right? Yeah, absolutely. And then, and then my, and I had another manager that had kind of been my pseudo, you know, personal assistant up to that point. I had another schedule. And I remember one day, this happened to be more than once. I'd have like three lunches planned on the same day. And I'd be like, 
Hmm. <laughs> what am I going to do? Which one should I go to? And what I do is I just have them all come to, I just say pick a restaurant and have them all show up and it's just kind of awkward, but I'm just like, hey, I'm multitasking. <laughs> and you guys can, here's what we're going to, the game we're going to play. Uh, each one of you I take out a credit it. card and then let the, we'll mix them up and the, your the waitress can pull one that she's paying for dinner today. You're meeting with like a financial planner and then like a florist for your kid's wedding at the same time going, well, oh, yeah, oh yeah, just, I mean, it's all kind of random. Well, no, what, what's really weird is if they're competing in the same industry, you know, like I have two contact lenses. <laughs> from two companies they're giving each other skunk eye the entire lunch and they can't talk about their products because they think it's some kind of big secret in front of the other one why right? don't you two work together and come up with a package in the middle and but sell those uh, uh lenses to me and sell those frames and we'll why don't you two work together while i go order some guacamole yeah exactly what we'll see had well i tell you what you put your bid down on this piece of paper and slide it to me on the table you put yours down over here and we'll just see which piece of paper wins. Now, Thrivers, when we get back, we are going to be wrapping up this topic of how to get stuff done. Then we're going to get into the deep weeds, the details of how to plan your business's financial future. It's so much to pack into one show. How can we do it? I don't know, but we're going to do it today. And I'm going to tell you what, during this break, you got two assignments. One, go to Oklahoma Joe's, get some baked beans. Two, go to thrivetimeshow.com and book those tickets, baby, baby. Sam Parker. Okay. I'm Karina Parker. We live here in town. Um, we're looking to be in like the food industry. Thrive Time workshops, we've learned about advertising and what we need to do to get our name out there, what we need to do to get to the top of Google, um, you know, the necessary steps that we need to take right now to get to where we want to be. The Thrive Time workshop experience is, is really um, encouraging and it's, it's great hands-on um, information and stuff that we can relate to because we're able to talk to people here that are going through the same stuff that we are. There's motivation everywhere. If you don't feel motivated, then something's wrong with you. He's it's very upbeat. All over the walls. Yeah. Uh, he's very funny, uh, like a comedian, but at the same time, he wants you to learn. And so if you have any questions, he's willing to help you and uh, talk you through anything, any questions that you have, but at the same time making it fun and encouraging for you. He's also very candid. He doesn't hold anything back that most people are like, ooh, maybe I shouldn't say that because it's offensive. Yeah, you can tell he, he's being real. He doesn't real. care about offending people. No, he just <laughs> wants to help you. So I heard an advertisement that said to leave your wallet at home, and I mean, that's what it's been the whole time. It hasn't been like, oh, make sure you stop by our table in the back and buy 10 books and sign up for a two-year subscription with us. It was just like, hey, you know, what we do offer, there wasn't pressure, and it's a month-to-month -month thing. It's not like you're signing your life away. Oh, wow. Welcome back to the Thrive Time Show on your radio. Z, can you crank it up, crank it up, crank it up right there? Wow. DJ Jazz Z. That's Dr. Robert oh, yeah. Zellner over I'm there. For that wedding we're going to do. Oh, man. I'm excited. Dr. Z is throw down the, if you're just now tuning in, he's throw down the gauntlet. He's, he's made a challenge to Tulsi. He said, if you will nominate yourself or somebody else, he said, you can get the two for one package. You get Dr. Zellner and you get Clay Clark to DJ your wedding. That's, that, that's, your, that's your commitment to the, to the city of Tulsa. That, that is. I threw it out there, and you got to email at info at thrive15.com with a compelling story, and we're going to pick one compelling story, and then we'll, uh, 
we'll we'll film it. We'll have some fun with it. We'll videotape it and put it on our. Now joining us in the box that rocks is a non DJ, but a man who could be taught. He 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 he's he's a very teachable, very coachable guy. He is. He went into the U to the U S Navy. And then after getting out of the Navy, after serving our country, he, he learned everything there is to know about financially uh, planning your business's future. And uh, he is the, the guru, the guy in charge of Anchor Financial. Uh, Chris, how are you doing there, sir? I'm doing well. How are you guys? I Well, I'm just this whole thing about this, this meta wedding that Z is really pushing, this whole thing about just coming out of retirement for one show. I mean, it is, it's getting me kind of excited. I can tell. I mean, I'm kind of excited, too, because like I said, when you own the DJ company, and you grew it up to this monstrous thing. You'd think you could have thrown me one little, 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 you know, event. I mean, one little, you know, like, uh, well, uh, they're having the, the Bridge Club uh, is meeting from 12 to 1, and they need a DJ, you know, for their, their, I mean, you could have thrown me a little, just something, you know, but you didn't, you didn't let me DJ one event. I was trying to keep your DJ career from taking off, because I know you, you quickly scale every business you're involved in, and I didn't want to create a competitor. Oh, that's pro that's probably the real reason behind it. <laughs> now, Thank you for your honesty, by <laughs> the way. Thrivers, we are talking about how to get stuff done today, the art of getting stuff done. And step number four, obviously, is you want to use, we mentioned it before, but you want to use a little pop quiz, one day timer. And why is that something obvious to you now but wasn't obvious before? Because a lot of us have one day timer for family, one for work, one for church. And then when you miss something, you realize, I need to have one day timer for my one life. Then it becomes obvious. But before it's obvious, it becomes something we're oblivious to. So that's an action item. Everyone needs to have one day timer. Step number five is you got to schedule meta time. Meta time meaning to think above the daily grind, above all the reactions, above the things you have to do. You want to proactively plan out your what do you do future. What do you do during meta time again? You want to plan out your financial future. Future, future, future. You want to plan out your physical fitness. Fitness, 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 fitness. You want to plan out where to mount your large Patriots-themed flat screen. Patriot no way. No, no. Mm. Oh, you just, you had it. No. Tom Brady is committed. He's going to moment. Tom Brady just... is committed to playing six more years. And oh uh, Romo is committed to playing no more years. Romo's not going to play anymore? No, he's going to be done. He's wrapping it up. He's what? done. No way. He's retiring. Broadcaster. Yep. True Seriously, story. Seriously, really? This just in from the home office. This wow, is I've been that unplugged from the Matrix. Wow. Yeah. The, I need to get back in the Matrix. Well, the thing is, the, the market for porcelain quarterbacks has gone down. Mm. Oh. <laughs> See? Oh. <laughs> okay, now, so scheduling... Time. Now, I want to ask you this, Chris. You obviously are a guy who helps businesses plan their financial future, business people to plan their future. Why is it so important that people take a time out from the busyness of business to proactively plan out their financial future? Well, business owners are usually spending all their time and resources and money and everything they've got in putting their business. They rarely set aside time for themselves to think about, okay, what am I going to do later? You know, here, here, here you're in this busy schedule, but eventually things are going to slow down. You're going to wind down, want to wind down. And I'll just give you an example, Z. For my son's birthday. Yes. You know how um, by default when other people invite your kid to a party, uh -huh. you feel the need to reciprocate. You know, law of, recipro law of reciprocity, you want to invite the other kid who invited your kid. Yes. So if someone invites your kid, then you invite their kid, and it just happens. It happens. Well, a few years back, we had a guy who uh, invited our kid, so then I invited his kid. And the kid was crazy. It was it was crazy. It was like a deal with the kid. The kid is like uh, you know the kid who has had no discipline in his life up oh, to yeah. that up oh, to yeah. the time of the party. Yeah, been around him. He's around there shoving the other kids, making fun of the other kids. He's injuring kids, breaking things, eating the cake before we're having the birthday oh, cake. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's that guy. <laughs> yeah. So I and during my meta time, I'm not kidding. We've just planned out my son's birthday. I made sure that this particular child, a good kid who will, I'm sure matriculate into a fine fine adult as a result of listening to the show. Yes. I made sure that I 
proactively decided to have a great party and to not invite said human. Interesting. Speaking of your son, by the way, Aubrey, how's his landscaping business, um, lawn care business coming along? Well, first off, he launched his website, which is Motown Tulsa. I love that. MotownTulsa.com. I love that. And uh, he's nine, so the slogan that we developed, which is, it's, uh, let me, let me, let me pull this. We're up. not breaking child labor laws yet. Is that the slogan? <laughs> I'm gonna, I tell you what, I'm, I'm going, I'm gonna pull up his website and just, I'm a, I'm a bad father because we just launched his new domain, and I don't want to get it wrong. I, I said Motown Tulsa, but it is, it, it is something else, and I'll come back to that in a moment. But I will give you the new because it just launched the new domain, and I'll tell the thrivers they can check it up. It's going well. He has three lawns. Nice. He brings in about uh, nine dollars a week. And uh, and it takes me about four hours of my weekend to get to those locations, and uh, but he now can at attach the trailer and detach the trailer without his mother doing the work or without me doing the work. So with the progress is occurring. Progress is occurring. I love it. And I love the fact that he loves to mow. That's just awesome. Hey, now Vanessa out there. I don't know if Vanessa can hear me. Uh, okay, we'll we'll kind of wave at her there. So we'll we'll see. Let's see. I'm knocking on the window inside the box that rocks to see if I can get the attention of the bird here. Let's see if I can get her attention. Is, is it possible? Is it po through sights and sound? Quick question here, Vanessa. Quick question. What is Aubrey's domain for his website? What's his domain? It's going to bother him until we get it. Mo MotownTulsa.com. I don't think it is Motown Tulsa. Can you find what that is real quick here? Okay. So inside the box that rocks, we will find out my son's domain for his website very, very soon. But again, you want to schedule time to proactively design the life you want for faith, Family, fitness, finances, friendship, and fun. Those F6 goals. Faith, family, fitness, finances, friendship, and fun. And I want to ask you this, this Chris. When, when you decided to join the U.S. Navy, did you do it because you woke up drunk in a bush one day and you realized, oh, my gosh, I'm in the military? Or did you plan it out? Or what was the process like of deciding to join the U.S. Navy? Uh, well, I tell you, it took about 11 months uh, before me before I actually shipped out, what they call shipping out to boot camp. But uh, I joined the Navy for the SEAL program. And when did you, how long did it take you to decide that's what you wanted to do? I mean, was it like an overnight thing or did you kind of plan that out or, or how, did that, how, did that, how did that decision occur? It took some planning. I think I basically I ran out of college money. That was my big thing. So <laughs> I, I decided, okay, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take advantage of some of the things they have to offer in that area. So now that you've built a business, Anchor Financial, um, obviously, that has taken time to build. Um, when did you decide you wanted to get into the financial planning game? And then how long did it take you from the time you had that decision until you actually became a you know financial consultant for businesses and business people? Well, two things. Uh, number one, I had a father-in-law that was in the business at the time, uh, and he helped mentor me in. And uh, the second thing was uh, the fact that my grandfather uh, had gone his entire life, didn't believe in life insurance, uh, made, worked probably two jobs his entire life and died broke. And, uh, you know, you see that firsthand and it's, it's, it's exhausting to go through the process of passing away and, uh, seeing someone pass away and then, and then having to take care of the, the remainder, remainder behind. So, yeah, it was definitely a twofold thing for me. So it, it was good timing and it was like right where God wanted me at the time, I believe. Now, Z, uh, this just in, we have my son's domain. It's Motown, but M-O-W. So not like the record company, but Motown. Like Mo, M -O -W, like I want to Mo, yeah. MotownTulsa.com. And the slogan is, if you want the nine-year-old to mow your lawn, call his mom. <laughs> that's, that's nice. That's nice. It feels, yeah, it's the it feels good. every year, you know I mean? It's like, you know, unless you're just always hiring nine-year-olds. Yeah, we're you know gonna I mean, we we haven't have thought an army through. of nine year olds. Now yeah. I want to ask you from the time that you had the idea to become an optometrist. Okay, 
Um, so you had the idea. How long did it take you before you graduated with a degree that would allow you to practice optometry? Well, I did four years of undergraduate and then four years of optometry school. So that was eight. And I really locked it down probably my second year of, of uh, undergraduate. You know, I knew I wanted to go into the medical field. And so I did a little research and I thought, well, you know, optometry is the perfect blend of, uh, you know, people are happy when they come in, unlike some doctors where you're sick or you're hurting. So people are, on the most part, happy when you help people see better. You know, vision is so important to people in their life. And then also you have that business side of it, too, you know, where you sell glasses and contact lenses. And so I thought, hmm, that's a nice mixture of the two. And when did you decide to open up your own practice? When did that happen? Well, I, when I got out of school, I was going to buy a practice um, and then, you know, put, put my print on it, so to speak. And then I couldn't find the money from the bank. And that's a whole other story. Um, and so I had to go work for other folks for about a year, year and a half. And then I finally saved up some money and just scraped it up. And if, I, and if we're just flying through all the things you had to do, you had to design a sign. Oh, you yeah. You had to choose a building. Lo- logo. And make a logo. Space. Business card. Oh, graphic yeah. design. Oh, yeah. Checklists. Workflows. Yep, yep, yep. Um, you, you had to set up all those hire, things. Hire people. And so you had to wake up every morning or stay up late, you know, to make a to-do list for the items you wanted to proactively get done. Because when you get to work, there's all this reactionary work. So when did you find the time, Z, proactively to get all these things done? What was your schedule? What was your flow? My, mine was um, at night, you know, in the evenings. I was, I'm more of a night owl. I know you're a ooh, morning ooh. lark. I am a morning lark. I'm more of a, you know, I'm I'm going to bed when you're getting up kind of kind of thing. If so we just text each other covered. at 3 a.m., we've covered the we, entire. We know. We know. It's so funny, you know, whenever we uh, would be filming here for our website, Thrive15.com, and we'd uh, sometimes you have to film, you know, at, in the evenings. And so. Like 8 you know, p.m. Crazy. Oh, uh, well, it's crazy. about that 8.30 to 9 o'clock, and you'd be over there making funny eyes, and you'd be like nodding, and you'd be like, you know, looking for a blankie and a corner to get into and suck your thumb in the fetal position. Zeke, I'm just can like. We turn on the fire? And I was just waking up, and it was just so fun to look at you and go, I'm awake and you're not. So you did it at night, though. <laughs> yeah, I did mine at night. So I was I would stay up, and then I, that was kind of my move. It was easier for me to stay up than you know get up at like you do. You know, like. But you got to block out time. Four in the morning. Yes, you have to do it because nobody's going to do it for you. You got to block out time. And so, Thrivers, I'm just telling you, the lie that you're making to yourself is I'm going to get all this done, but you're not committing to a specific time to get it done. And that's where it breaks down. Now, this final tip for getting stuff done is you have to have a specific place where you're going to get the stuff done. So, Z, where were you building your workflows and your systems when you're working at night? Were you doing it in the garage, in your car? My little, my little office area that I had, a little desk, a little, you know, my little office area, my little pad and my stuff. You know, back then... It's going to sound weird, but uh, you didn't have a lot of computers and smartphones, and I mean, we didn't have all that kind of stuff. We actually had I had a I had a big big chief notepad, big did, did, and did, a number two pencil. I like the feel of a was pencil. that code for a chisel lead. and a rock? <clears throat> did you no, chisel it into no, the rock? I'm not with the that, workflow, I'm, your original workflow. I'm not that old. Okay, so here's the deal, Abraham, brother Abraham. Um, Zig Ziglar <laughs> says this. Zig Ziglar says, "Lack of direction, not lack of time, is the problem." Yeah. We all have 24 hours in a day. And that's once you come to grips that, hey, I've got the same amount of time that Oprah has. I have the same amount of time that President Obama has. I have the same amount of time as anybody who's successful has. I just have to become better at using that time. Once that idea, that responsibility, and the profundity of that idea sinks into your core, you're able to get more stuff done, Z. And don't feel bad about it. Listen, I tell you what, so many people out there beat themselves up. They're like, I'm not not getting stuff done. The thing is, you don't know what you don't know, and that's why our in-person workshops are so awesome. That's why we spend a whole segment of it on time management, because I hear it over and over and over from young entrepreneurs. I would do that, but I just don't have the time. And you know what you do have the time for? You do have the time to plan a proactive financial future. And we come back 
Chris with Anchor Financial, he's going to be walking us through some practical steps, five practical steps that every thriver out there can take this week to secure your financial future. I mean, I mean, are you at all? Are you are you all? Would you, would you all be excited if you knew that if you did what he's going to teach you to do, that you would guarantee your retirement that you wouldn't just one day wake up and saying, "What happened to my money?" When you can, would, would you be excited to know that he 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 knows he knows the super moves. He does know the super moves. And that's why he's on the show. He did a great job last time, and I'm excited to come back from the break and hear what he has to say. Now, Thrivers, during the break, I encourage you to go over there to thrivetimeshow.com. Go to thrivetimeshow.com and click there on the conferences button because when you click on the conferences, you will discover that the world's best business workshop, one that people from all over the world are flying here to attend, is right in your backyard at the 20,000-square-foot thrive15.com world headquarters. Check it out, thrive 15 dot com thrive time show dot com my name is sean loman and i'm from here in tulsa actually owasso i own a residential redevelopment company so i buy properties and then i fix them up and then i sell them for a profit well thrive is very non-industry specific so when we come here there's business owners from all different aspects of business you know they're doing all different industries and he's teaching us how to look at it from that angle because he's he owns nine businesses clay clark owns nine businesses so he's he knows what's in common with all of them so he's teaching these big principles things like just the backbone of how a sales conversation should look or specifically what your your marketing campaign needs to look like in order to make it be sustainable um, those are some of the biggest things that I'm going to take away and implement immediately. It's, a, it's an intimate environment. You know, there's less than less than 30 people here, business owners. So you get a chance to ask questions, and it's just really informative and um, inspiring. Oh, this place is cool. There's a lot going on in here. There's a lot to look at. Um, there's a lot of uh, inspiring and motivational things on the walls and lots of accomplishments and just uh, a very cool yet productive atmosphere. I'm coming in here yesterday and you know we're, there's a sales team in here, it was Friday. So you know they're, they're ringing appointment bells and hitting gongs when they're making sales and it's just a really um, motivating environment to be in to see you know, how, this, how this business is done, basically. Clay's presentation style is really great. This is kind of a no BS, very direct sort of style, but he'll also get you know, non-specific with, with what he's teaching, and then he'll get very specific, and he'll use stories throughout the process to really help it connect to you and, and make it implementable. Consistently, he is, he's offered an opportunity to ask questions at the end of each workshop. And so that's really where you know, the learning takes place, is asking those questions and, and getting those direct answers so that we can you know, take those action items away from that. Uh, I don't see enough questions being asked, and sometimes that's just natural. Um, but if people are missing out on the opportunity to ask questions, they're missing out on the opportunity to learn. And so if there's anything that's going to stop you from learning and growing, it's you. If you're here, you're going to learn and grow as long as you're motivated to do that. And these other seminars that I've, I went to six actually in the last year. So uh, of these six, uh, at, at every single opportunity, you know, at the end, they're always, there's always a back of the room thing. Hey, you can spend a little money here and get this or that or this. And although those things are helpful, that's not always necessarily the best feeling we want to get. So he wants us all to know, and he's very clear about the fact that he's not trying to upsell us anything. His motivations are different. He's not trying to sell us. He's trying to help us. He's trying to mentor us. And he's very open about it. So I'd say it's, it's awesome. That aspect of it's awesome. We need more people who are motivated in this world. We need more people who are willing to become entrepreneurs, who are willing to create jobs. We need more of that. There's not enough of it. 
So that's, the, to me, the message, that's the, the goal is mentor a million people is this company's idea. And it's a beautiful idea and I'm behind it 100%. So I want to contribute in any way I can as I move forward. This is just awesome. Thrive Nation, welcome back into the conversation. It's the Thrive Time Show on your radio, the show that you go to to learn the practical skills you need to move beyond paying the bills. If you want to learn skills that will help you move beyond just paying the bills to, I don't know, make a couple mills. You know, a lot of times people say, man, I want to make a million dollar business. I want to retire successfully. I want to... But then uh, there's not a lot of training on how to specifically do that. And so we're honored today to have a guy inside the box that rocks that helps people just like you plan out their financial futures every day. This is Chris with Anchor Financial. Uh, Chris, first off, what's the website where people can learn more about Anchor Financial and what, what it is that you do? MyAnchorGroup.com. You can call us on the phone, too, at 918-591-2880. And as we're talking about planning out your financial future, you have five questions. You kind of have some some questions that you want all the thrivers to you know ask themselves. So I'm going to I'm going to turn it over to you my friend. This is kind of a leading question. I mean, what kind of ta- what kind of uh, time of year are we in right now, guys? I mean, for entrepreneurs, a lot of us out there fear April, March, April for one reason and that's because of taxes. Taxes, taxes. Tax I love time. Oh, taxes. I hate taxes. It's like having your gum scraped. Nobody likes it. No, nobody it. nobody looks forward to it and you get to the end of the year and you think, "Oh my god, I hope my C- my CPA is is brilliant this year or or whatever he's going to come up with. Do I have enough write-offs? Do I have enough this that?" I have a couple of questions for you. You know, as we go through and we build businesses, we've got to think about taxes in, in, in ways of how it applies to our business. Let's talk about how it applies to our retirement. Okay. Now, first of all, I got a question for you, real quick, guys. Will taxes go up or down in the future, you feel? Well, Z, I was going to go, I was going on a website where you could watch in slow motion um, mean kids pulling the wings off of butterflies. Yeah, that sounds... As a way to uplift myself. Yeah. But I couldn't get the website to load, so instead I went to usdebtclock.org. I went oh, to that's, US... That's Because it was more uplifting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and I've discovered that the average... Uh, the national debt, I mean, if you just go there to usdebtclock.org and just watch it while we're listening to the show here, you're going to discover that the, the national debt is approaching $20 trillion. When you think about how big the national debt was when President Obama took over... And what it is now, it is staggering the rate at which that's growing. And so how does that impact you? Well, the average U.S. citizen, the average taxpayer right now, if you took the national debt and you said, stop, we broke even, which, by the way, to balance the budget, we'd have to basically get rid of schools or health care or something because it wouldn't be possible to balance the budget because entitlements are so big now. People are so used to these things. Is this a political show? It I is feel not, like we're going political. No, 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 but this is the thing. So just, just a math show. Just oh, a math. So we're well, going to balance like the math. budget. We said we're done right now. Every one of us, every listener right now, you would have to pay, check it out, $61,146 to pay off the debt if we quit incurring debt. Now, if we don't stop incurring debt, this is where it gets even crazier. Right now, there's $165,000 per taxpayer, okay, because there's only there's $61,000 per citizen, but a lot of people don't pay taxes at all. So if you do pay taxes, you owe $165,000. And so I would have to say, Z, my guess is that taxes would probably 
be going up. Am I wrong here? Am I missing something? Well, I mean, you're, yes, you know, up to go down. It's, you know, to stimulate businesses to open up. I mean, you know, 65 to 70% of all new jobs are, are stimulated by small businesses. And, you know, there's more money's generated by some of the fees than actual income tax. And so, you know, it's all very complicated. But and the other thing is, is that, you know, if you're spending something, you've got to, you know, at some point, you got to, the piper, you got to pay the piper. You know, at some point, you got to, you got to cover the check. That's at right. some point, you got to, you know, come to grips with what you're spending. Well, is you that know. a bagpipe reference? I'm, 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 I'm sorry. <laughs> you got to pay yes. the, you got to pay the piper. The piper. Piper. piper I'll only down. play for so long without payment. All right. All right. Now, Chris, so, so what's the next question we need to be asking ourselves? Well, one big thing here, you, you know, two things that are certain in life. Two things. Absolutely certain in life or what? Uh, death and for 400 points and uh, Z for 500 mega points. You got death. We're certain of death. Z for 500 mega points. What's <laughs> death? Taxes. Taxes so, 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 and death. Okay. Taxes and death. Absolutely. So really, if there was a if there were a moral, legal and ethical way to disinherit the IRS from your retirement plan, would you do it? Can you repeat the question one more time? One more time. If it was moral, legal, and ethical to disinherit the IRS from your retirement plan, would you do it? Is he endorsing Congress? <laughs> hey, let's all take our shirt off and take a selfie. So you're saying that if we all team up together and we split our income equally and we all form a kind of a, a socialistic, almost nationalistic... Share the chickens equally. If we all team up together, we could form such great countries as North Korea, which is doing... Not very well financially right now. Or uh, this former USSR, which did really bad. But let's throw that out. So you're saying without, if communism isn't an, isn't an option, Correct. that's off the table. I guess I would do it. Yeah. If communism wasn't the option. Yeah. If you weren't pushing communism. The biggest thing that people don't understand is there are ways to do this. There's ways to be taxed on the seed and not the harvest. Talk to me. Whoa. Back pump the brakes. What are, what are you talking about? Seed and... Is yeah. this an agriculture show? Are we going down to the farm again? Well, let's pretend kinda... you're a farmer, Dr. Z. So if you're going to plant a bunch of seed, would you rather be taxed on that seed or taxed on what that seed's going to produce? <laughs> Chris, I love going down to the farm. Because I'm not, I'm not uh, intellectually qualified to answer that question. Could you kind of educate the Thrive Nation here? What, 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 no, what no, do you, no, what do you no, advise? no, 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 let me tell you now. Oh, okay. I'm a farmer. I'm a rancher. <laughs> you see here, Clay, you start off with the seed. It could be, let's, let's use for an example, corn. You start off with one little kernel of corn, you put it in the ground, you kind of make a little plow mark, you put it in there, and then you water it, fertilize it, and weed it, and guess what? Corn stalk grows up, and guess what? You get more than one kernel of corn out from that one corn. You, you can go into the barber shop, but you can't get two perms, I would say. Yeah, it's it's hard on the hair, Clay. It's hard on the hair, you know. Well, Chris, what advice would you have here? What, what advice would you have for the thrivers out there? Well, there's three there's three things. There's three vehicles that you can get that can, you can be taxed on the seed and not the harvest. One that most people know about that's a Roth IRA. But if you over if you make over a certain amount of money, you cannot qualify to put money in an IRA, or I'm sorry, a Roth IRA. So a lot of people can't qualify to do that. And there's there's a better way. Another way is a municipal bond, which if anybody's ever looked into a municipal bond, they, the interest rate return on municipal bonds right now are horrible. Uh, you might as well just go get a CD, let it sit in there. So those kinds of things are available. The third thing that nobody ever thinks about is life insurance as a vehicle. 
and life insurance can build a lot of cash value inside it. Okay, now Thrivers, for those of you who are me and you operate like me and you operate on the shallow end of the pool, I've got a fun factoid for you about the Roth IRA. One, this thing was developed by Senator William Roth in 1989. And Z, do you know what happened in 1989? Do you know what happened in 1989? Uh, the San Francisco baseball giants played the Oakland A's in the World Series. Oh, was that the earthquake year? That was the earthquake year. Oh, was yeah, the, wow. I was watching Will Clark, you know, Jose Canseco. Oh, yeah. He had uh, Mark McGuire. Think about the steroids that were being used during that time. It was an amazing mm. time in baseball history. Jose Canseco. And Mark McGuire doing broids at the same time on the same team. Oh. The acne had to be just through the roof. Oh, through the roof. If you want to grow your financial nest egg the way that Mark McGuire and Jose Canseco grew their biceps and almost almost using steroids, <laughs> you want to stay tuned because this is an acne-free edition of Financial Steroids. Stay tuned. ThriveTimeShow.com. My name is Tyler Schultz with Witness Security from here in Tulsa. Well, I actually started listening to uh, Thrive on the radio, 1170, and uh, then I got my dad into uh, listening to the show, and then it actually turned into Clay gave us a call, and uh, we started actually working with Clay on a weekly basis. He's helped us drastically when it comes to the SEO getting us high, a little bit higher in different markets. Uh, we then he offered the conference and just learned a lot when it comes to the sales and um, the employee side of things. It's going to help our business drastically. Oh, very um, intuitive, just uh, pulling you in to break down each part of your business. Uh, the interview process, the employee process, um, if employees not working out, you let them go. It's a drastic experience. You just have to come and check it out. I mean, there's so many things that they can help you with. Clay's a funny guy. Uh, he just wants to get into each and every uh, person's business and help you out. Oh, I know I've asked a couple of questions, and he's uh, broken down that question and answered it uh, in several different ways. There, there are so many different things. The SEO, uh, first and foremost, he will help you get the, the more business coming in. And then once that is coming in, then he uh, helps you with the employee process of, uh, do I need to hire more people? Do I need, what, what do I need to put in place? And he gets you there. You hear of all the other different type conferences, and I, I myself have never been to one, but um, the walking on coals and all that stuff, that just seems like a bunch of hype that isn't really needed. And I know of several people that have gone to those type conferences, and yet they haven't, because there's no action, actionable deals, you really don't have any moving forward steps. It's just hype, and it's not needed. Well, just the cost in and of itself versus $6,000 for one conference and no actionable steps versus $1,500 and there is actionable steps. Uh, you can't beat it.
Oh, wow. Back in the USSRs. Yeah, I appreciate the communism references there. That was impressive. Well, I mean, I just felt like you were going there, so I just needed to, you know, button it up with a little bit of, you know, Paul you know, McCartney and the Beatles singing back in the USSR. Because you, you, you threw them out. You're like North Korea, the, 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 the former USSR. And I said to myself, well, you know, one of the best things about USSR was the, the song the Beatles wrote about it. So. You know, Z, uh, communism is all about everyone having an equal share of the, the pie. And it's chosen, uh, you know, your share, your profession, your career, your financial future is determined by the benevolent dictator. And it's a great idea, right? I mean, Especially I, if you're the benevolent dictator. That, right. It gets really good there. The, right. The whole process is It really never works. And the whole thing is people that are unable to provide for themselves eventually say either, A, I'm going to do something about it which is what this show is all about, is, is saying I'm struggling or maybe I'm not growing at the rate I want to. Or maybe I'm growing great, but I just want to take it to the next level. It, it's all about the pursuit of excellence. Or you say, forget it. I'm just going to, I want the government to do it for me. And that's sort of the communism game. But I'm telling you what, because we are in a capitalistic society and we are in America right now, I encourage you to listen and to take notes because we have a gift for you today. Today we have a financial planner that can help you retire in a way that will make the people, uh, the majority of people envious of you because you'll be in a financially great place and the average person won't by default. You know, according to Time Magazine, I want to encourage you thrivers to look this up. Also, The Atlantic, The Atlantic did a study on this. It's published in The Atlantic. It's in Time Magazine. There's also a USA Today study. The average American has less than $400 saved right now. That's a, that's a statistic that you can Google search. You can find the average American has less than $400 saved. That's cited in USA Today. You can find it in Time Magazine. You can find it in The Atlantic. That study, I mean, Forbes Magazine did a study on this. Eight out of 10 businesses will fail by default. And so right now we're honing in like a laser beam on your financial future. And so Chris, the guy who's the guru behind Anchor Financial, is here to educate us and to help us in a very specific way. So Chris, what do you have for us? Well, I guess you guys mentioned it, you know, when you're talking about a communist society, you are paying into a big, huge uh, conglomerate and everybody, you know, excels equally here in the U.S. in the good old U.S. of A. We've we've fought for a whole nother reason. So the so the whole idea is to get that partnership in your retirement plan, because really it is a partner now. I mean, would you have a partner now that's going to take 40 percent of your income and not actually do anything for your business? They're not going to actually be a part of it, help you grow or anything, but they're just going to take 40 percent of your business or 30 percent of your business. And and people don't want that. People see that in the retirement plan. They're like they're more and more today. They're just I don't want that much. I don't I don't want that much taken out of my retirement. So you're saying if people are counting on the government to take care of the retirement, that's not really the move. No, not at all. But let's just say you have an, a traditional IRA or you have a traditional, what we call in the industry, qualified funds where you're, you're diver diverting those taxes till a later date. Oh, to yes, tax diversion. Yeah. <laughs> so you're go. advising to pay the taxes ahead of time. Correct. So anyone listening right now, you're saying, okay, if you're going to, let's say that someone made $100,000 this year, just to keep it, uh, uh, just to break, keep the math straight here. Mm -hmm. And let's say they owe you know $40,000 of taxes between state and federal. Just throwing out some broad numbers here, okay? You're saying that you could invest the money you know, into what kind of vehicles? What kind of vehicles could we invest in? What kind of vehicles should the average self-employed person listening maybe consider investing in? Well, there's always the markets. I mean, you've got, I'm a big believer in the markets. 
but there is a, a broad portfolio you need. You don't just need to, to put it all in the markets. You don't put all your eggs in one basket. Mm. You know, so taking it and diversifying into different things, that what, that's what makes these insurance contracts so much easier, so much less, to, less of a hassle. They're on autopilot. Like a lot of what you talk about here is autopiloting your, your financial future and setting aside a certain amount of money. Those kinds of things are so important to the business owner because if he doesn't set it aside – it's going to be put back into the business and spent on something. So he's got to set it aside and pay himself for the future. And how do you recommend? I mean, Z, I want to ask you this because um, you've done this with your advertising, as an example. Mm-hmm. Um, you've set up some sort of guardrail, it appears, where you've been able to say, hey, I'm going to set aside a set percentage of money yes. for advertising so you don't have to think about it. Mm-hmm. And yet I see a lot of entrepreneurs who start advertising, they stop. They start, they stop. I'm sure, Chris, you see people financially do this. They start investing they stop. So I'm going to start with you, Z. If you want to automate, let's say, your marketing or automate your advertising, how have you been able to kind of set it and forget it with your, with your advertising dollars? Well, what I've done is I make a budget for the year, and then I, I take a percentage. It was mu- the percentage was much higher when I started off. It was high as 10% um, day one, okay? So I make a budget. I put that in, and then I do a yearly contract. If you go in and you negotiate things in bigger chunks of time, you can get a better deal on it. And I would always go and negotiate in January because that's when they sold the least and they were the most desperate. So I would go in, lock in that good low rate for the year and I would negotiate for the year and then it would just happen. I would, I would, you know, belly so up. Are you saying that we have a, we have to look forward to a year, a year, we can look forward to a year of those wonderful commercials airing right now on 106.9. Can we look forward to that for a, a year? A, absolutely. I go in every month to make a fresh one, a new one. I do it the, Typically, the last Tuesday of the month is kind of my kind of my set schedule on that. Unless yeah, I can't, you know, unless I have to reschedule that. But um, yeah, you just go in and you make a commitment, and that's for the year. And you know, there's some things that I have, and there's some caveats that if if something goes wrong, I can bail out of it. But by doing that, giving them a longer commitment, I get freer. I get more stuff. I get more add-ons. In other words, they'll say, okay, for that year's contract, we'll give you some remotes. For that year contract, we'll give you every tenth you know, um, ad not sold for that contract. We'll give you, you know, some digital on our website for that, you know, and so what, what it gives you much bigger bargaining than going in and saying, yeah, I'd like to buy one TV ad, see if this thing works. You know, you, know, you, you, you tried to, you, I remember you're, you're negotiating with the station and you said, Hey, if I do five years, can I get my Z tattooed on Pat Campbell's head? <laughs> You know, the, the host of the morning show. And they're like, no, we can't do that, Z. And you said, no, they did. It was just t- flesh tone. It's flesh tone. Oh, you flesh to tone, Z. To to, okay, okay. Yeah, now, now, Chris, I want to ask you this. Um, if I'm listening and I want to automate my financial future, I'm going, okay, I know. I got to do it. I got I know I'll make bad decisions. If I have to make decisions, I'll make bad decisions. What's step one? How can they get their financial situation turned around? Number one, they need to call me. On the uh, What's your phone number? 918-591-2880. Or they can go to the website, myanchorgroup.com. You'll see uh, my business partner, Phil Pickle's face, my face. I'm the pretty one. Oh, yeah. I, well, look at uh, that. The yeah. beauty up there. I know. Uh, you went so fast on that, and I wasn't really paying attention. Uh, would you give me those numbers and things again and that, like, a www, like, something, thing, something? www.myanchorgroup.com, 918-591-2880. Right here in Tulsa, we handle, actually, a four-state area, so we're on the go a lot. Uh, if you guys are around... Uh, any any in the listening area, what whatsoever you guys are, you guys are worldwide. So you know, I mean, we'll we'll do whatever we need to do. Now, Thrivers, if you Google search right now, you type in myanchorgroup.com, you find the website. The phone number they have is posted right up in the top right. It says nine one eight five nine one two eight eight zero. And see, you know what happens if you add up those numbers? Do you know what you get? A bigger number. 
I have no clue. It is a bigger number. I have no clue. But mm. but I, mm. I, I I'm kind of joking. But I, I'm being serious. If you don't know what you're doing financially, do you know what that spells? Disaster. Absolutely. I mean, if you don't have an intentional plan, if you don't have a specific, by default you will you will lose. By yeah. default you'll lose. When you fail to plan, you plan for failure. Ooh. Oh, it didn't feel oh, so good. Does that mean? Sometimes I sound mean. I don't want to sound mean. Now, when we come back, Thrive Nation, we will answer any of the questions that you have. You can always text us your questions to 918-851-6920. 918-851-6920. And over the break, check out thrivetimeshow.com and get your two-day workshop tickets today. Here's a little song I wrote. You might want to sing it. No. Carter, this is my wife Jensen uh, Watts. We have she has a photography business that we're trying to get um, up and growing. So I, you know, listen to talk radio. I drive a lot for work, um, and you know, got tired of listening to radio all the time. And I can't plug my phone into my truck; it's it's too old. Um, and so, you know, one day the Thrive Show was just in place of the talk show I normally listen to um, and it was you know definitely more entertaining than most radio shows um, and so that's you know took about a week or two before I actually looked more into it I think it's wonderful it's it's been great it's a great environment um, I love the feel in here and I really love how you know entertaining uh, Clay can be as well um, yeah, I am so grateful to be here, and um, I've loved just learning everything. I'm, t- I'm learning a lot about branding and how to market my business, because that's kind of where um, I've had a hard time is I can take pictures, I'm good at it, I have my prices and everything, but it's hard to get the clientele, so learning about the marketing has really helped me, and I can't wait to implement it into my own business after this, because it's been so great. We're so grateful to be here. I think yeah. I can go home and... Like, I have it written out, the, the steps that I need to take and, and everything. It's very practical. Yeah, a big thing that's, that's helped me, um, you know, even without business stuff, is just, you know, a, a mental attitude aspect they have that I can apply to my current job and current life. I love it. I am laughing a lot of the time, and it's so entertaining, and I, I just love being here. It's awesome. I, I really like the smaller class group. Um, so it is more of an interaction, even if it isn't, you know, a constant, raise my hand, here's the question, here's the answer. Um, it's just that kind of feel, just just a smaller It's great. Yeah. They haven't tried to upsell us anything. It has all just been very knowledgeable, and they are just teaching you how to grow your business. So yeah. Clay's been very giving with his, his time, um, his knowledge, his talents. Um, you know, at work, you know, when I was telling people about this, like, I hope you're not joining some get rich scheme. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, even if it is, he's not going to charge me for it. So, yeah, I'd recommend it. Um, I mean, I would even love to come again. All right, Thrive Nation, welcome back into the conversation. It's business school without the BS and ES. My name is Clay Clark. I'm the former SBA Entrepreneur of the Year, sent here on a mission to help your wallet, to help your wallet grow. You know, so many, so many of you 
are in a place right now that's not where you want to be. I mean, see, just as an example, I want you to think about this example. You, you tell me, you tell me, because this is this is the research. It's according to USA Today. Okay. The average American has less than four hundred dollars saved. Ouch. But yet, I don't recall. Maybe it was different. Maybe maybe your high school was different. But did you have a, a guidance counselor, Z? Did you have one in high school? Well, of course, yeah. Chris, yeah. did you have one? Do you have a guidance Absolutely, counselor? Sure okay. Did. So you're talking to the guidance counselor. He pulls you aside. You take some kind of standardized test, and he goes. Well, Z, based upon your scoring here, you know, you would do well maybe doing this career or that career. Yeah, they, career. they told me I'd be a, um, based on my scoring and all the data and everything, they said I'd make a really good fire watcher. Fire watcher. <laughs> <laughs> That's from Caddyshack. Would you be. So what happens is, so what happens is they, they, they then say things to you like, okay, well, what do you want to do with your life? They ask that question. And I can't remember anybody saying, uh, you know, what, what I want to do is I want to um, work about, you know, five days a week on average, you know, 40 hours a week, spending five sevenths of my, you know, time on the earth. I want to spend the majority of my waking hours at a job. And then what I want to do is I want to get to about age 45, 50, probably, you know, probably 50, you know, yeah. and I want to have a total of about $400 saved, you know, because I, cause I've been working, you know, at that point, you know, I did the well, math, I've like been 30 spending years. it along the way, you know, I mean, pfft. I want to save like $12 a year. Yeah. Okay. And then if I figure if I do that, I'll have to be worth about $400 when I'm, you know, 40, 45, you know, a dollar a month actually. And then what I want to do is when I get into retirement age, I want to go, I want to kind of play the game of let's see how cheap of nursing we did at the time of my life where I'm the most physically feeble and I need the most care. Yeah. I want to find the cheapest place to stay. I want the mm. nursing home mm. where they treat you the, the worst because I want to I want to my life to be a living sacrifice and I want to have horrible care so people can look at me and go well, despite your horrible care he has and he receives and no savings what a great man. I want to die broke and I just want I want to feel Broke. That's what I want to do, I, Mr. I Guidance Counselor. There were a lot of people at your school that were saying that because that seems, uh, you know, I, I really, that's weird. You know, I attended um, a high school primarily in what is now called the former uh, USSR. That's oh, where yeah. I went there. And uh, President uh, Putin, our, our principal at the time, uh, I was afraid of him, so I made these claims so they wouldn't take a larger portion of my pie. You know what I'm saying? Well, yes, of course. I mean, that all makes sense now. Did you did you uh, take selfies with him? With Thrivers, him? if you're if you're following the timeline of my life, I realize that wasn't possible, but I'm just giving you some hyperbole because I'm telling you the insanity of not planning your financial future, it, it's beyond my grasp. I do not get it. Now, again, I'm an entrepreneur, so I'm the kind of guy who said, you know what, I don't like the way that I'm living, so I'm going to do something about it, right? Because... Henry Ford said what? He says, it's hard to build a reputation based on what you're going to do. Thomas Edison said that a vision without execution is hallucination. And I'm, going, I'm not hallucinating, and I'm not an idiot. I'm going to change my life, and so I did something about it. But for many people out there listening, I believe that you want to make a change, but you don't even know what changes you need to make. So I, I'm going to start with you, Z, and I want to ask Chris the same question. If I'm stuck in a rut, Z, and I am not getting ahead, either with my business or say I'm an employee and I'm not getting ahead. What advice would you have for me? What can I do today? Well, you could do several things. One of them, you can reach into your pocket and you can pull out $1. If you don't have a dollar, you can ask to borrow a dollar. Just stand by the Coke machine in your, at your business and say, hey, you got an extra dollar on you? Shake the, the, you know, the sofas, you know, shake those out. You probably can find a dollar's worth of change in a sofa somewhere. Maybe not yours, but your friend's place, you know? Do not attempt to break into a home in, in Broken Arrow. Do not. This is not. <laughs> 
Don't we are not we are not endorsing burglary on this show. Uh, repeat, we are not endorsing burglary. But yeah. just get a dollar, and then you need to type in this. Find a find a computer that's working that's connected to the internet, and then type in t h r i v e one five dot com. That's thrive fifteen dot com, and for one dollar. You can have a monthly membership, and you can watch all kinds of great things. All the stuff that you hear on the show, we've got it on that website. And from smarter, more clever guys than Clay and I, as a matter of fact, we've got great mentors, men and women, very successful people that tell their life story, tell all the little secrets of life. And so the first thing is you've, you've got to want it, and, and you've got to get a dollar. And then that's one step you can do. Clay, what's, one, another, what's another I could do? Well, another move you could do is you could obviously go up to the podcast and you could subscribe to the podcast because when you when you subscribe to the podcast, you're never going to miss a show like this. Oh, wait, that didn't even cost a dollar. Yeah, it didn't cost a dollar. Move, move number three, you know, move number three is you, you could get out to our in-person workshop, which is an absolute game changer for many of you. But I'm trying to sell you something. So don't, don't trust me. Go read the reviews. Just type yeah. in Thrive 15 Conference Reviews. Let other people from around the world, people from New York, people from California, people from Texas, people from Toronto, people from England, let them, let them tell you about their experiences. Or you could hire a one-on-one -on -one coach to show you the way, to, to show you the way. And I would just also, I would also give you just a little bonus move, but we cannot do that. Z, you don't do it. I don't do it. We might advise you to find a financial advisor yes. that could help you map out your financial future. That's why we have Chris. The, the head honcho over there at Anchor Financial, inside the box that rocks. Um, Chris, what advice would you have for the thriver out there that maybe knows they need some financial help and is on the verge of maybe picking up the phone and calling you? What, what advice, what, what, what would you do if, if they did call you? What does that look like? Well, basically, I'm going to set up an appointment. We're going to sit down for 20 minutes. That's all it takes. And I could go through a fact finder. We could find out where your money's sitting now, how you're treating your business uh, a little bit. We wouldn't go too far into that because that is your business, after all. You know it better than anyone else, or you wouldn't be in it. Uh, but we're going to make sure that, that we start allocating some funds that, that isn't going to hurt at first. You start where it doesn't hurt, and then you add to it as you go. That's that's the easiest part to do uh, is, is just to start with a number that's not going to hurt if it's 50 bucks a month or it's a hundred dollars a month, but you, you want to ramp that up as quickly and as, and, and, and as furiously as you can. And if I, and if I'm busy, and I just want to kind of set it and forget it. I mean, do you guys help me do that? Or do I have to meet with you like once a week or once a year or once sure, a month or what, what is that? How does that work? No, you don't have to meet with me at, at really past the first couple of times after that, it's on autopilot, and, and we just take care from there. You know, for a, a late – Z's kind of a late-night guy. You know, he's the kind of guy – you wonder you, – you, a lot of times you say, well, who goes to Waffle House at 3 a.m.? Who goes <laughs> – now, Z – Well, you and I are passing each other at Waffle House. I'm I'm actually leaving it to go home and go to sleep, and you're just uh, – you have just awoken. And that's why sometimes I leave a little waffle behind for you. I'll be like, I know Clay's favorite booth. And so I just leave, I leave, I, you know, don't eat all my waffle and I just put a little note there. Do you like You're Waffle welcome, House? Clay. Do you like Waffle House? I've been to it. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm kind Are of doing a low carb guy? thing. I'm doing kind of a low carb thing. So it's hard to do a low carb diet and go to like the Waffle House or IHOP. What are you, what are you eating right now? What are you, what are you eating? Uh, fish and vegetables a lot. So where are you getting all that fish? You going out to eat a lot? Are you making the fish? What's your move? Oh no, I'm not a cook. Are you kidding? Are you, <laughs> are you buying fish at Whole Foods? What, where are you getting your fish? Well, I normally will get it from restaurants. There are places where they actually cook it for you, you know. So you're eating at a, a lot of restaurants, eating fish right now. Well, that or takeout or, you know, or sometimes I'll go buy um, Whole Foods or I'll go and, you know, have it pre-cooked. You can just buy it and then you take it home and heat it up kind of stuff. You know what I mean. So. When did you decide to go low carb? 
oh, I don't know, a few months ago. It's just kind of a healthy. I mean, I've done kind of seasons of it, and it's just, you know, once you kind of get going down that and been kind of working out and kind of, you know, making the best version of me. So, Are you working out? Yeah, a little bit. Where are you working out? Are you doing a lot of indoor soccer? What are you doing? Twenty questions. This is this is my. Well, I'm actually doing stuff around the house. You can do a lot of sit ups and push ups, and uh, you know, and then doing a little uh, aerobic stuff. You know, in the little uh, in the little thing. You know what they call them? Because my I got shin splints, so I don't run as much. So if we're going through the whole thing, I know you've got a new trainer, and you're like I do. And and what's what's happening is I'm going in the mornings. You know, at four a.m. It's a good time. I don't have any excuses. I'm showing up. The problem is there's this lady today. Yeah. Who is freaking jacked, and she's already this happened. I'm like, I want to get there at four, but part of me wants to be there because I want to be the first one in. Oh yeah, I want to be sweaty so before other people show up. Yeah, this lady's already jacked. She's already sweating. She's already, and I'm going, no. What time did you? I'm thinking, what time did you get her? She has headphones on, so so gym etiquette. You don't ask. You, you know, don't what ask. Time. You don't ask. Yeah. But the trainer guy, he's like, oh man, she's been here for like an hour. I'm like, what does she do for a living? How is she here? At How three? could she do that? So Thrivers, here's the deal. This show is dedicated to helping you become the best you that you can be. And if you want to get your financial future in order, again, Chris, what's that website? www.myanchorgroup.com. And Thrive Nation, I'm going to challenge you right now to do one thing, one action item. Go to thrivetimeshow.com and read the reviews. That's all I'm asking you to do. Just read the reviews. And the great thing about our in-person workshop, Clay, there's two things that are great about it. One we have scholarships. It's $500, and you can bring three employees with you, but we have scholarships. So if you say, listen, I can't afford that, just let us know. We'll help you out. There's no reason for you not to be here. And the second one, when you come, we're not going to upsell you. We're not here just to do a bunch of trickery on you to say, you know, hey, we're really here to sell you the $10,000 secret to success. That ain't going to happen. You know, I've noticed that a lot of people are reluctant to attend seminars because when you read the ripoff report, there's all this high pressure back of the room. That's the normal. That's the default in the speaking seminar realm is high pressure back of the room upsells. But Z, that's not our heart. That's not what we're about. And we encourage you to go to thrivetimeshow.com and read those reviews. And I encourage you to go check out myanchorgroup.com. A great website by some great guys. And get your financial future in line, Z. You got to get it in line. You got to plan for it. It's not going to happen magically. As always, three, Three, two, two, one, one, boom. boom.